Yo, what's up, everybody? You're listening to Rep Your Set. I am your host, Eric Dane Jacquois. <laughs> I'm looking over at my darling daughter, Eloise. She's got Kermit the Frog on her hand, a little hand puppet of hers. I'm trying to convince her to get over here and uh, say a little something, but you can't yell, okay? Ready? That's the opposite of what I asked you to do, bro. Do the tongue roll. She's gotten very good at rolling her R's and her and her tongue. She's been practicing. What about whistling? Give a whistle. Eh, needs a little work. <laughs> Say something. Okay, that's all we get from Eloise today. <laughs> I've been trying to get her to do these intros with me, but uh, she's a little shy. So today is uh, Sunday, December 18th, and um, yeah, it's a nice, blustery winter day. Um, Christmas cheer is all around. I can can feel it. Um, And today's episode is featuring a good friend of mine. We go way back. I've known Alex since he was, I think, 15, 16, um, playing in bands together uh, in the scene uh, in northern Michigan. And uh, Alex is just a super talented guy, and um, yeah, I've always, I've always loved his music. Uh, his producing skills are out of this world. To know that he made some of these albums in his bedroom uh, is pretty awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Lee Grubal. Warning, Rep Your Set may contain explicit content not suitable for kids. All content is intended for entertainment purposes only. Listener discretion is advised. Did, did we turn the fridge off? I did, yeah. Okay. I remember having to do that. Yeah. <laughs> for recording? Yeah. I have a house now, thank God. Yeah. But- yeah, that apartment, you used to have to, like, turn the fridge all the way down. Yeah, that's what we do. Well, at first, <laughs> it's funny because it was like, I was like, God, this fridge is so loud. So I would stuff blankets all around it. Like a 15-minute process. Yeah. You pile rocks on top I'd, of it to hold the blankets so they don't again. fall down. And then Holly, after months of doing that, Holly was like, oh, my God, I can turn the fridge down. And it just like, I was like, oh, my God, it's so quiet now. Yeah, just don't forget to turn it back up. Well, we've we've done that plenty of times. Lost some food in this endeavor. Or, you know, all the pictures, all the, the... the 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 marker on all the drawings on the fridge like it's all <laughs> smeared and like pouring like there'll be a pool of like purple in the floor I'm like what oh god we forgot to turn the fridge back <laughs> oh but anyway yeah um so do you go by Grubaugh or Lee I've just been doing Alex Lee Grubaugh Alex Lee the whole Lee staging Grubaugh. thing was such a weird and we all kind of did it I feel like yeah <laughs> yep I tried to change my name to be more phonetic I saw that yeah <laughs> well, it's, it's just like my whole life like everyone's like uh, Mr. Jacoa and I'm like Jacoa yeah exactly and and you know Holly was like uh have you ever just Googled like how you're s- supposed to pronounce your last name? And I'm like, no, no. I've never thought to do that. <laughs> and it's like Jacqua. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? We should just start saying Jacqua from here on out. And because uh, <laughs> that way I'm, I'm not correcting people all the time. Like I know that, you know, 
Grub, I mean, Grubaugh, I feel like, though, what what's the worst butchering of your last name you've heard? <sighs> Grubach. Oh, yeah. Grubag. Grubag. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, or Chris Rodosi would say, Grubals. Oh, my God. But that wasn't a mistake. He was just being a dick. Yeah, right. In a good way. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Dave yeah. Sands always had it right. Grubaugh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so... Okay, so man, I feel like there's so many things though like we could like start off with, but like I just remember meeting you for the first time at a bottom feeder show. Yeah. Oh my god. And we had one we had one tape that we were gonna sell and, and you were the one that bought it and Yeah, I was like obsessed with bottom feeder. At uh Skull Bash X was the name of the show. We we've talked about this on the podcast before with uh who did we talk about it? Oh, with Randall. Yeah. With w- Randall. Was it East Jordan or was that one of the Whiting's shows? That was East Jordan. And uh Two Face Heroes was there, Last Place Champion yep. was there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like fifteen. Yeah. Just trying to hang out with the musicians. Yep. And then I think we all went to Zach Forrester's house and partied that night. Yep. Yep. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that night I woke up in Zach Forrester's like parents room and I was sleeping on the floor and I think I woke up going like, oh man, someone puked all over the floor. I'm like, oh, I puked all over the floor. I had no idea. <laughs> like I was like, like going, oh, whose puke am I in? I'm like, oh, this is my puke. Well, at least it's my puke. As Holly takes a sip of her tea. I I vividly remember waking up from that party. (laughs) But, um, yeah, man, I mean, how many bands have you been in? You've been in so many bands, like Apparitions, that was a, that's a, that's a pretty big one. Anchors, obviously, pretty big name for around here. Jeez. Um, dude, I mean, Anchors... Dude, some of those songs, they're just so good. Like, I mean, yeah. all, all, all of your songs are, are always good, but like... Uh, I get it. I'm known for that album. Like, that's... That's it's, like the one people remember. Everybody, you know? I mean, it's just, there's so many good songs on that album. Uh, is Dead Star on that album? No, Dead Star floated around demos. It finally just got an actual release mm. on the Analog Kid album. It was oh like, yeah okay it was, it was always just on demos or like an ep one time or that was always like my favorite because it was uh, a different side of you you know like a different side of you like you're recording at the time it was yeah. like the acoustic song you know um head held high classic everybody every everybody would sing that at shows it was like <laughs> it was like the anthem you know yeah before there was like scarlet and all that yeah that was the one yeah yep yep yeah starlight scarlet jeez that's a good fucking song right there uh i almost want to like pl- plug in the phone and like listen to him right now <laughs> um maybe we'll do that later but um i think i was having a conversation with uh, a I guess a friend of mine that was always kind of my biggest fan not too long ago, how he's like, why don't you sing like you did on that first Anchors album, blah, blah, blah. And like, and sometimes I would get snippy with people about that because back then I was trying to do everything by the book. And I was like, I always have to sing from my diaphragm, mm. have to. Yeah. And that was what I was doing back then. And then 
a little while later it was like man i just i like doing these tricks with my head voice and my falsetto and it, and it hurts way less <laughs> and over the years like like with the analog kit album i used a lot of head and throat voice and it doesn't hurt and i think it sounds pretty damn good but when i sing those old anchor songs they hurt because you're just full like yeah just wailing like scream yeah yeah it's just loud, shouting kinda, like right? you know veins popping out of my neck that kind of yeah thing, you know so, yeah you have a crazy range like in your high head voice like it got like every every like new project you were doing it's like higher and higher and high. i'm like how the hell oh, yeah now i've mellowed out when i listen to <laughs> apparitions i'm like what the what was i doing can i swear on this yeah you can say, right, whatever, you, you say whatever the hell you want <laughs> i listen to it and i'm just like oh way too high but i got in this robert plant kick when i was uh dating Kristen. yeah <laughs> and because i was obsessed with singing i was like I, I could do this i could do this and then after that i stuck to that for a few years with apparitions obviously just mm -hmm. ah! yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah and aiden aiden now is making music w what does he go by uh al thrash al thrash yeah al thrash nice interesting i mean the name it popped up on my release radar on spotify and i was oh, like yeah. that's weird this picture looks like aiden oh really oh and it was too so wait did uh, did you have uh anything to do with the recording process no i've really? tri i've tried to be like dude let me uh mix your next track like whatever he'd be like okay okay and then not that i was like ah oh, that that's cool like they're you know they're probably working together like alex is showing him It'd all the sweet. tricks <laughs> but he's he's just he's just taking it on his own he just yeah he wants his own identity he doesn't want to cool, be though. connected to the whole like anchors thing and all that and it's nothing personal against me right i think that he's just like me he's stubborn he wants to do it himself well and he's still young too i mean he's super young right how old is he what year is it <laughs> uh 2022 <laughs> right he just turned 15 Oh wow! Oh my God! Yeah, fifteen. That's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, and one of his songs, uh, it's called Blackout. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. He's already oh. a chip off the old block, oh. isn't he? Oh. <laughs> well, it's like kind of alarming listening to it. Be like, this is my teenage son. Oh, you know. Man. But holy shit, is that hook like? He's got it. He, he can do. He can write hooks. That's cool. I can't believe it. It was yeah, so good. What is it like? What's it like to listen to your? your son's like song that like i mean if it wasn't for you you know like it, it wouldn't be there probably who knows but yeah it, mixed feelings i know that he did have musicians on his mom's side like uh mm -hmm. her uncle was it mike allen's dad i think it was mike follett i'm not yeah yeah my, that yeah, sounds so there, familiar i think there was uh, musicians there already but, you know, growing up with me, I'm sure that could be part of it. Yeah. Is that a, is that a weird feeling? Uh, I, I can't imagine. It is kind of cool. Another one is Christopher actually plays guitar better than I do. Oh, gee. Okay. So how many kids do you have? I, Christopher, Aiden? Yeah, Christopher's 19. Okay. Aiden's 15. And then I got Gavin. Okay, Gavin. Which I had with Lauren. Okay. Yeah. How old is Gavin? He's six. Right on. So, so they both play music and are they different style? Like, are they two totally different styles or? Oh yeah. 
Chris is all about pop punk and emo. Okay. Isn't that wild? <laughs> <laughs> so do they, are they close at all? They, yeah, they're close. I mean, they're like brothers. Yeah. They like cool. won't, won't talk for a while and then they'll hang out all the time. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, yeah. So the, the one thing I, I you know, kind of wanted to touch on is, is like, um, your experience being signed to a record label, I think that would be something valuable that our our listeners might want to <laughs> hear about. I don't know. I just I've always kind of wondered about it because I re- I remember watching it like you know peripherally and and being like, holy shit, you know, like and and you guys touring all the time and oh yeah. And and so what band was that with that you you signed the record deal? Yeah, uh, it was Anchors. That was Anchors. Oh, yeah. Because uh, the Honesty album with like Scarlet and mm. Dance Floor, or I think we ended up calling it Shake It, didn't we? Yeah. Pretty much like the album everyone thinks of or knows. Honesty with the chair on it. We didn't pay for that. That costed a lot of money. That was before I was good at recording. Mm. Yeah, you weren't doing home recordings yet. I was. They just weren't very good. Mm. But when we recorded that, I just was obviously really into watching him seeing what he was doing Hmm. and you know i do all my own stuff now where was that at that you recorded it it was uh atlanta georgia he called his studio marigolds and monsters which i don't know if that's really a thing anymore but he still produces Hmm. and i know he's done some pretty big stuff like after us i think he ended up doing like train did a couple of reliant k albums i love reliant k oh my god me too that's cool (laughs) (laughs) my favorite album is actually a b-side album which is strange yeah i like a lot of their stuff yep that's my favorite yes (laughs) oh awesome well he recorded that one oh wow yep that's cool yeah his name was matt malpas Matt Malpas? Yeah. I went to school with a Matt Malpas. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he does not record music, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, this guy was from Atlanta. Well, that area, at least. He had a couple of bands that were kind of big, and I can't remember what they were called. Oh. Mm. Boo. Um, <laughs> so so what was it like being signed and, and touring and all, all of that? Like, what, what happened? I'm just curious. Oh, uh, let's see. We were one of the first maybe 20 or 25 bands that signed up on MySpace. And really? That, that was the platform then. Damn. Like, I remember mp3.com started going that kind of downhill. Then MySpace, like, did that music section. And it was, like, Anchors, uh, Escape the Fate, Ice Nine Kills, and a handful of other bands. We were, like, the first ones to sign up for the music section. So every band that signed up at first... I mean, just by default, everyone knew of them. Yeah. So that was how that happened. Um, it was kind of split up because I think we signed up on MySpace in 2004. Wow. That's... Yeah. That's correct. Well, yeah, because, I mean, MySpace was originally just, like, through colleges, right? That was Facebook, actually. Oh, was that Facebook? Damn. Yeah, I, I don't remember how the MySpace thing happened, but we were all hanging out on like LiveJournal and Zanga, and I think that was it, really. Hmm. <laughs> ICQ, MSN Messenger. ICQ. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Talk City. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember how it. Randall was. 
getting a hold of just labels he found on MySpace, just sending like our demo that we recorded in a Lanson to oh. record labels and and Cadence Brown, Cadence Brown, I think Runway Records. She bit. Oh yeah. And she was like, "Yo, yeah," and she came up and met us and watched us practice and then partied with us. this was unprofessional obviously right but partied with us and got involved with a member right <laughs> so she signed us dropped all that money and bought us a van and trailer she really wanted to make anchors huge and it, uh it it could have worked out if she had used her money properly you know, it was like, well, the best thing to do right now is you already dropped 25 grand buying us a van and trailer, like pressing the album, all that, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's got to be a way to market this. Like, we're just tuning around and gaining 20, 30 fans a night, mm. booking on MySpace and stuff. Open for a couple of good bands, but I mean, nothing was happening very fast. And so it was like, <laughs> she was like, okay, well, we got to like, put out an ad in like alternative press or something like we got to figure something out and it was like yeah that would probably do it that genre was huge at the time yeah and uh she was like okay well i'm gonna do at least a half page maybe the other half with this other band i just signed mm -hmm. i think it was deja normal oh, yeah. yeah i remember <laughs> yeah or maybe it was this painted red she'd signed like three bands before yep. the label folded but she was like well and her and scott were engaged at the time now at this point mm -hmm. She's like, well, I need you guys to sign a new contract saying that you're going to pay back every dollar I spent before I put this ad in all, in all press. Oh, shit. And so that started dividing us a little bit. Oh, no. It was like, yeah, I mean, I want to, but that sounds scary if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Having that hanging over your head, that's a big debt. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember why we didn't do it initially i think that it had just started so much fighting within the band that we just wound up replacing a couple of members oh yeah like scott quit and the guitarist quit after scott did and so it was back to randall and i like it always was randall yeah has been always like kind of the mainstay right oh yeah yeah it's he's been, been your anchor, <laughs> my anchor for, oh yeah 20 years now or 21 years we've been playing together wow that's weird to think yeah always me and him uh let's see what happened we got dustin piero and kevin paul oh yeah dustin piero yeah and yeah that was a good tour yeah you guys were super tight then like that was like the yeah. Dude, I mean, they made the songs more complicated. I was like, oh my God, the next album's going to be so good. Dustin Pura was a was a monster on the drums. <laughs> I'm sure he probably still yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's still playing And of somewhere. course, KP is yep. a monster on guitar. Always, yeah. Yeah, uh, now what happened was I found out Kristen was pregnant, and we tried to just mm. keep it low-key, and uh, I don't remember why it was such a huge deal. We had a showcase lined up for a better label, uh, oh. fueled by ramen. Oh yeah, yeah, because they were probably signing like, because that was the era. They were. Who did they have at the time? Was it Panic or Fall Out Boy? Yeah, or, yeah. Or maybe Fall Out Boy started that label. I don't remember what it was. I think um, it was like maybe it was a member. Of Fall they Out Boy? they they were signed. 
to to fueled by ramen but then they started uh what's it called decadence records and then that signed panic i think but okay. i think it was all in conjunction with fueled by ramen whatever it was it was a big deal yeah yeah and so we were at a bar one night after a show and Kristen wasn't drinking and everyone's like what the, what the fuck she partied just as hard as us sometimes harder yeah like what's going on well it came out that night and they all quit (laughs) oh my god is that what happened they all quit and we were only 20 i think so i can understand at that age that it was like yo i think even randa was like dude you need to like get your priorities straight (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah and you know he always did call me out on my bullshit and he's like one of the only people that actually always kept me in check. It's a good friend. A good friend will always have your back, but tell you like, Hey man, you need to do this. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, Dude, you gotta stop. Like, mm. Just go be a dad. I'm, fuck this band. You know, what, what was that like at that time to be right on the edge of like, this is, and then that happened and everybody be like, sorry, man we got to go like that had to fucking really suck for for your all the momentum you had been building as far as that goes obviously it's not a bad thing that you had a child but in that moment of like we're so close and then like oh like that had to really hurt yeah i remember it really sucked it was a really dark (laughs) little time but even later on randall Randall and I talking about it, hanging out and stuff. He's like, man, well, that was, you know, there was a lot going on. Like, we could have waited a few fucking months before we made a decision like right. that. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's whatever, man. It was like, hmm. what's that, 15, 16 years ago? You guys were 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long time ago. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even matter at this point. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But, man, that was a, that was a cool band. Yeah. We did do a second full length a few years ago. Yeah, I have it. I, it's in my car. Oh, that's right. You actually came to the release. Yeah. That's right. I think... Was that... Uh, I mean, was that the one that was down at the park? Yeah. Was it? You played at the 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 Bayfront. Yep. That's when you gave me that pen, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was fun to watch. Wait, uh, like Festival in the Bay? Yeah, that's what I was it was. I was there too. Were you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's cool. That was a good show. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, we tried to get the band back together, and we, we played for a little bit. We got to play with the Spill Canvas and Southpaw, which they faded quick. Uh, I don't know. I don't even remember why it didn't work. Scott did the album with us, and then was like, I don't know how many shows I'll be able to play. And Randall was like, I always wanted to play drums. I'm going to play drums now. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember you guys. He was playing drums, and then you guys were also, like, you had, like, how the hell do you program, like, extra tracks and play live? That seems like one of the hardest things to do, but it adds, like, a whole other element to the live show. It was a confusing thing, and it felt wrong to do it with Anchors, because I had done it a bunch with Apparitions, because that kind of like post-hardcore, there's like orchestras and synthesizers and... Yeah, strings and stuff like that. The whole extra production with metalcore was really important, and I'm sure it probably still is. Mm -hmm. So I tried to do it with Anchors, because I continued to write songs that had things in them that I wanted to be in them, like synths, 
you know yeah yeah i mean i do like a lot more just getting into the room like we used to you know mm. uh the last few times even with analog kid like we we, just, we played a lot without backing tracks but when you play a live show and you know that there's a metronome going on in the drummer's ear a lot of stuff stays together like even if you're out of practice you're at least going to keep in tempo you know yeah so that's one thing i really liked about it yeah that's pretty cool actually to to i mean i just i don't know how i would ever do anything like that. <laughs> it'd be so hard to figure out oh, it, it gets feel, crazy i feel like i you know I, I it would be like okay whatever it won't be perfectly in time fine <laughs> i give up there's sometimes it can end real badly <laughs> there was a night uh apparitions played with uh I think it was like Alasana and another band in South Carolina. And for some reason, it's probably my fault, actually. We learned to play the Taylor Swift cover that we had online. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone was always like, eh, nah. And then on stage, I was a dick. And I was just like, how about we do that Taylor Swift song? And I just started like singing it. And everyone's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and like halfway through the song, uh, the drummer falls off the click and has, and you know, when that happens, you got to turn it off. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like all of the extra stuff, like the synths and the strings and everything were just gone. <laughs> and I just remember that when it happened, when he turned it off, it was really obvious because the full sound just went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It went from like seven dust to like sex pistols. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw some video. It's like uh, every metal drummer's worst nightmare. And it was like the his his uh, monitor, his in-ears went out. And so one of the tech guys comes up and starts like tapping his leg <laughs> to the metronome. And the guy's like, oh my God, <laughs> trying to keep up. Yeah, that seems like a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Well, so what have you been? Have you what have you been working on lately, as far as music? Anything? Or I know you're about to go on tour with uh, Randall's uh, company to, you know, do show production. Yeah, just that's about it. It's a lot more money than I ever made cooking, which is it's really cool. Really? And my boss is my best friend. <laughs> so like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um, um, well, pretty much, it's going to slow down in October, and we are going to take that album that we released in 2020. And I mean, we've been talking about it for a while. Like the album's too the good. Analog kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I'm still. We're still back and forth on the whole name thing. And I think Analog Kid is actually pretty it a, cool. It was a really cool name for sure. But it, you know, it's it's a lot of mixed feelings mm. about using the name again, just because something had happened that someone did something unideal, and he was connected to our band name, and so oh. it's like. Randall's got to be cautious because he's always like running a business, you know, like mm. we can't, you know, and there's, yeah. How do you, how do you re, you know, re rebrand an album they already have out? Yeah. Well, fortunately it was during the lockdown. So the shows we did have booked got canceled. So we didn't mm. really get a lot of fans. Yeah. I remember watching, uh, yeah, it, it, it was during the pandemic, wasn't it? Yeah. It came out and, and then, like you were releasing it during quarantine, right? I think we released it like right after we got locked. Well, no, I don't remember what month it was now, but 
we were able to finish the album because we got locked down. And it was like, right. well, there's nothing to do. So he just comes over and we just like knock it out in like three weeks. Yeah. Finished it, you know. <laughs> yeah, you did the cover of... Ah, uh, the the we did a few covers. Well, uh, the the Bee Gees. <laughs> oh man, that was fun. Yeah, it's yeah. my favorite song of all time. And that's a and then the video was really good too. Yeah, it was like the old school kind of style. Yeah, we tried to make it as similar to their video as possible. Yeah, that makes sense. Like with the light patterns and wearing like seventy style clothing, and yeah, it turned out really good. And I recorded that album with a with a Gretsch guitar with filtertrons in it, like 60s style. So like the, the guitar tone was real vibey on that album. And that's why there's like no distortion on it. There's like mm. one part that has high gain on the entire album. It's crazy. Yeah. But I was all about it. You know, we'd been doing like metal and emo and all this stuff for so long. And at that time I was just like, I'm just going to do whatever. Yeah. You know, I got, I got, at the time I had that Gretsch and I had a Rickenbacker and I just wanted to record nice. these songs that those guitars are known for their amazing clean tone. Yeah. And so I just kept writing songs with really cool, like arpeggios, clean chords. And, and that was when I actually got good at the bar chords where you put your finger a, across the entire fretboard. Oh yeah. I really hadn't done that before. Interesting. Before that. Was it mainly just power chords? Uh... Well, those are bar chords, right? When you put your finger across yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yep. Like, yeah. And then you do the like album the was mostly that. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And you hadn't done like that, that much. Not really. I guess you wouldn't, you wouldn't, that wouldn't be the sound, right? I no. Mean, for, I, I mean, it was always park, uh, bar chords and then like drop D power chords and the sparkly, sparkly arpeggios and then just like regular cowboy chords before then mm. the analog kid thing. You know, I just had a bug up my ass, wanted to write a bunch of clean stuff, and I learned how to do that. And now I like do that in all my songs. I'm like, this sounds way better, more full. I'm using three more strings than I did for 20 years, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's really all it took, which is like, put that finger down. Oh, that sounds way better. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, I mean, the idea is that you guys are going to go on tour. Are you going to be able to to play it all live like maybe even just you on the tour you well know? i mean the stuff we're doing is is random events you know it's not like production for a certain tour package or anything like, oh, okay we're doing like there's anything random like festivals or weddings or you know like if i even if it's like a campaign rally that needs sound in a stage we'll do that you know gotcha but everyone's getting a good wage and it's kind of fun yeah you know it's whatever i mean when when it slows down in october we're gonna definitely reassess and we will probably do something like that i don't know how much we would actually travel doing it but you know we'll do something you and randall will always be doing something you know i'm sure yep which is cool um yeah i, ju I just saw him at high five not that long ago i think he was like in between like i'm just back in town for like a day or two and then i'm going away for like two weeks on the road i'm just like that's crazy dude <laughs> like just i mean just oh, living yeah. on the road that's that's like a it's a way of life yeah i'm just seeing right now what he's been doing this whole time i cooked until just a few months ago when i started for him yeah i just i got real burnout wasn't agreeing with some of the employees i was working with and 
he was like dude get out of the kitchen and i was like <laughs> heard <laughs> <laughs> right behind boss yeah dude how long how long have you been working in the kitchen up and i mean up until now like how many oh, years geez um 20 years i guess <laughs> When I was living in Charlevoix, I applied at Villager Pub just for a summer job. I was like 17. Yeah. He's like, you guys need a dishwasher? It's like, nope. But we'll teach you how to cook. Because <laughs> it was summertime. They got people that worked there from out of the country. Mm, yeah. Every summer, they get a big group of them that go and work there. Yeah. So they're like, nope, we'll teach you how to fry fish, <laughs> broil fish. Yeah, so that was... T- no, uh, no, okay, 19 years ago. 19. Yep, because I was 17. I've been in, I've been working for the same restaurant. Yep, you for have. 15 years. And, you know, like, you know what it's like when, when you're at a place and you get, you know, it's like, here's all the new people. And they're like, hey, how's it going? And you're like, you won't, you, you're not going to make it. You're never going to make it, okay? <laughs> I'm just like, you're, you're just another face for like a little while and then you're going to be gone. Like all the other ones. Like Dust in the wind. <laughs> I've met so many people like you. And I don't know. It's I'm finally like, you know, I'm using the, the kitchen as a way to better my patience with the entire world around me and it's like you know because so many things happen that you have no control over and you're just like how are are we going to get through the day like no kidding like in the summertime when exactly that's what I was just going to say three people call in you know (laughs) there's no dishwasher for today so you got to wash dishes you got to put the order away oh you got to figure out a special you know all those things and you got a gig tonight and i'm just like okay here we go (laughs) like yep just dripping sweat pounding water all day i mean it's uh and you and and you got to go as fast as oh oh and by the way you got to move as fast as you possibly can <laughs> <laughs> that reminds that reminds me i was working at chandler's in uh like 2011 mm-hmm. and uh i can't remember if it was phil or, or tommy was laughing about it but phil blue worked with us he was one of the cooks on on the lunch with me and dave and curtis becker and all that oh yeah back and, in the day yeah yeah we had this dishwasher it's like that in the summer you get this young kid he's kind of slow mm. Phil Blue goes back there and he's just like yeah you're doing a good job now do it way faster yeah <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy was right there and he's just like ah he just loses it <laughs> I, just, okay good do it faster yeah <laughs> kitchens this kitchens. is the job but you need to do it as fast as you possibly can <laughs> like I uh one of one of Dave Dave's uh, little cousin. His name is Tommy. He's a real good kid. Uh, he's like sixteen, you know. And he came in, and I'll, and it's it's a it's a really weird difference, like seeing sixteen year old kids now, because most of them they just like they don't know how to talk to people or do anything, you know. They they're, they're but this kid, you know, like I can tell. I'm like, oh, the, he, he's a good worker. He's a hard worker. He listens, and. Uh, 
He's making a pizza and he's like, look at this pizza. I'm like, yeah, that's great. It should have been in the oven though, like five, 10 minutes ago. <laughs> like, just, just do it. Like, you're doing great, but you just got to go as fast as you possibly just can. Faster, boss. Yeah, fast, <laughs> fast. Quick like a bunny. I'm like, quick like a bunny. Smacking my hand on the counter. You got to go faster. Whoa. <laughs> Just, Something just happened. Oh. oh. <laughs> I keep doing this. Is that better? Yep. All good. All good. Yeah, it uh it cuts out. <laughs> he, got, he got too excited. I did. <laughs> um but yeah, so so you were just like, dude, I I can't do the kitchen shit anymore. Do you think you'll go back if you if you need to? I actually think about it a lot. Uh right before I came here I made dinner for my family. Mm. It was like, you know, I kind of like that I'm I'm just doing this and I'm not doing it all day every day. But I think at some point I could see myself doing it, especially like when we slow down pretty soon here. Maybe I'll take some shifts here and there just because like, you know, I've done it so long. I do like it a lot. Yeah, for sure. There, yeah. There is a part of it that once you get to that level of doing it for so many years and you know what you're doing. I mean, I've been working at the same place this whole time so yeah. I basically only know how to cook that food <laughs> you know like how do how do I do this like um, I I literally don't know this technique until you teach me for the new special you yep. know I'm like I because I just I'm like I started as a dishwasher and never left <laughs> uh, yeah I, I think I did a couple of shifts with you and Dave and Etowah way back Oh my God. You were doing dishes and they just like threw me in and, and it was at the, on the, at the mountain. Yeah. At the yeah. Mountain, yep. And I'm just like, this is my first time meeting Etowah <laughs> and the dynamic that him and Dave had together up there was like, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. I got to do this really fast. <laughs> yep. I remember that you were washing dishes. Yep. I was washing dishes, trying to avoid any responsibility whatsoever <laughs> and probably drinking the whole time I was there as well. <laughs> Cause I mean, but in that era, like I feel like everybody kind of drank on the job. <laughs> yeah. In that era, they used to hand shots to the cooks on the dinner line at Chandler's. Yeah. Like while we were cooking, like yeah. rolling sushi and maybe I shouldn't name drop who was doing it, but yeah, <laughs> he'd bring down a bunch of shots. Everyone's just like, okay, was it, was let's it, go. Was it Jaeger or was it crown? Cause uh, usually that, that's usually the, the, the either or for, for that kind of crew. It's like Jaeger or crown. Jeez. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have drank whatever they, they wanted to give me at that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean that we're talking like 2010, you know, Damn. that's wild. Yeah, it's different now. You can get a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you can't drink at work anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I definitely had blackouts at work here and there. Have you ever done anything like that? Uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a long time ago. It was bad. It was real bad. <laughs> but, you know, I also didn't have as much responsibility back then, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm always like, I got to get out of this place. I'm, I'm always thinking that. And then, you know, but I'm like, oh, I kind of do like it. You know, like yeah. as, as soon yep. as. Very back and forth on that all the time. As soon as summer's done and then it winds down and. Uh, sure. Yeah. Vape. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it's it. It's just nicotine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and, uh, you know, 
after summer, it's like you wind down in, in the fall, then it gets real slow, you know, and then winter happens and yeah, you have your little pops here and there. And then it's like spring and it's like, man, it's real dead <laughs> for a while. And then it's like, Oh, ticket. Oh wait, another ticket. <laughs> Another and it's like okay, it's go time. Here we fucking go! Like and you do it and you're like, oh yeah, okay. I kind of I kind of like that. That <laughs> felt kind of good. Oh, then the countdown in May. Yeah. Especially if you like start at a restaurant and you started when it was slower, yeah. all the employees will be like, you just wait, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just wait, <laughs> yeah. and they're like. yeah absolutely and the last time it happened i was working a city park grill and i'm just like i know i know i've worked downtown forever yeah uh i had no idea what was going on at city park yeah that's a different beast oh wow really (laughs) really it's like and it's ran by dave's wife aaron yep she's awesome i love her yeah i don't i don't know her very well but i i've just heard that she does a really good job she does yep she's really nice too well as long as you do your job right she's nice well yeah if you do a good job she's nice yeah (laughs) i mean that's how any any good chef should be right i I agree you know you you gotta knock sense in the people you know verbally sometimes (laughs) verbally only hopefully (laughs) oh yeah well think of a busy night at pearson's and like multiply it times five it's crazy down there (laughs) like no (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) well luckily i i have enough seniority that i mean i've i've been working monday through friday mornings you know since the beginning and I, i was just like i can't really change that aspect of my life you know I can't you know just based on the music and having the kid and you know it's just I got to do that so luckily I don't work nights at at Pearson's I work mornings but you know that comes with like cleaning the deep fryers and you yep. know put putting That's, the order yeah. away and that was my job at tap for a long time the deep fryers the deep fryers the orders the bacon bits the pastas I got zits on my right arm from <laughs> scooping out all that grease in the bottom <laughs> oh i got lots of those scars man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know um but yeah it, it's it definitely is a different feeling when you get to cook a nice meal at home for your family and when you're like kind of like okay i want to show off a bit you know and it's like i want to make something real nice for you guys and <laughs> yep. then like you're just like waiting like <laughs> you have no idea what's about to happen whoops can you hear everything still yeah yep. so, somewhat okay good but yeah i mean so i don't think i would ever stop cooking at least that for home for for family I mean I guess I really haven't cooked that much though you've been but doing but when you do you've whew. been doing a lot of the cooking yeah and it's been pretty good women belong in the kitchen jeez <laughs> oh my god hold up now hold up <laughs> well yeah um do, do you have <laughs> let's adjust here <laughs> um so you brought your guitar um I did bring gear the git fiddle um we could we could actually set up like with the amp and, and a mic if we wanted to do a little yeah. live thing. That might be fun. You down? Actually, you said you love Dead Star. That's a fun one to play. Yeah, we should. Okay. Um, do you want to play that or I also have an acoustic in the car? I'd have to go. I have an it. acoustic in the car oh, too. Do you? Okay. <laughs> Which it really depends. It is an acoustic song, but this has unpotted pickups. That might sound cool. 
Um, I guess I'll, well, I'll leave it up to you. It's your audio. Okay. Um, let's let's do acoustic if you don't mind. Okay. Just because I think it'll sound nice, like real nice. Real yeah, nice. I brought both just in case. Cool. I got some fresh elixirs on my Takami. Nice. I will. I, I'm gonna go grab some mic stands out of the car. We're gonna take a little break and then we're gonna hear uh, a live song. We haven't Yay. done this in a while. <laughs> okay. Cool. So I'm using Holly's mic, but I swear to God. Oh, can you turn up, fade up your fader on the board there, the second one, track two, just so I can hear a little bit. So we are all set up, and uh, Alex is going to play an old classic that I remember being at your house and hearing you play this and being like, damn, dude, this is a good song. And I remember that was also the same time you told me about elixir strings i was like these strings are like brand new you're like dude they're like three months old and i always remember that every time i buy strings i think of you <laughs> but anyway I still do. <laughs> all right yeah this dead is star. dead star take one but there was another song you liked a lot too called drag down love that i just remembered like oh yeah I'll yeah yeah remind you of that i do <laughs> in, I in do. a minute <laughs> absolutely I think the neck might be twisted, but we'll just roll with it. Yeah, show, wait, show, show the back of the guitar real quick. <laughs> I mean, it sounds okay, but it's got... That's... <laughs> I think that the neck might have gotten twisted in the ordeal. <laughs> All right, here we go with Dead Star.
dark Travel the coast and I'll cut myself a new scar Some things are better left unsaid Dead Star Whee! by Alex Lee Grupa. <laughs> I wish we would have decided on what band name we're going to use because it's like, yeah, bye. Oh, right. I guess me. <laughs> me and Randall. Rep Your Set is a production of Quo Vadis Records. All content is for entertainment purposes only. Follow Rep Your Set on iTunes and Spotify and don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review. For any questions, email us at repyoursetwitheericdanejacqua at gmail.com. You can also send us the dates of your upcoming shows and any of your original songs that you would like us to 